Well, um, we started a series last week but I, uh, on love, but we're going to go in a different direction tonight. Just uh, felt like we should cover some things tonight. So let's look at Psalm 91. We endeavor to be led by the Lord, even... even Even if we're in the middle of a series, that doesn't mean you go on autopilot and just start, well, can't preach on anything else, you know, we're in the middle of a series. No, uh, we preach in series uh, typically, and even if we just started one, you know, I looked at my notes for that, and we're going back and forth, and I was like, well, no, this is really what um, I believe we should be covering tonight. And so... um, Yeah, we look to the Lord to lead us. Psalm 91, verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, why don't, as we're getting into this, why don't, uh, can you just go ahead and put up Psalm 91? We'll just read through it. Can you just bring it up and we'll... We'll read through it, and then we're going to come through this. But I think we, at the beginning, we can just read through it. You put up verse 2 when you have it. It says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my, my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place." No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name." He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now we're going to go through uh, some of these verses in more detail. Let's go back to verse 1. I just wanted to read through it. Awesome psalm of protection and deliverance and safety in the Lord. Verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the Amplified Classic, verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. What, do you believe that last part? You believe all of it, but there's, there's God's power no foe can withstand. He is the Almighty. And this is saying we're dwelling with Him. In the Passion Translation, it says, When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, 
you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. You are hidden in His strength. God is on the throne. He is real. He is the Almighty. And we, as His children, you, you don't see Him physically with your physical eyes. But He is on the throne. God the Father is on the throne in heaven right now. Jesus is in heaven. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is on the earth. But they are all one, three in one. But the Spirit of God is on the earth and present with you, present here right now. The mighty angels that do His word are here right now. So you don't see them. You don't uh, interact physically but they are just as real as the chair you're sitting on, more real, because they existed, the spiritual realm existed before what we see as physical. How do you perceive that? You perceive it with the eye of faith. Well, this says that we, we are in Him, and when we dwell in Him, we're in His strength. We're hidden in His strength. It's not a physical fortress, it's spiritual. Although, obviously, can affect the, the physical. But you know, if you have God Almighty working on your behalf, it doesn't really matter what happens in the physical. The, the, the physics of this earth have been suspended many times if you read the Bible. I mean, Jesus could not physically walk on water, but he walked on something. He walked on the Word of God. Word of God, I mean, Jesus walked on the ability. When Peter came across the water, he was walking on what Jesus said. Well, Jesus is the Word. So he is walking under the power of God. He's not being upheld by physical water. That's impossible. Phys of, with, you know, just natural physics. But it's not impossible Period. It's just impossible under the laws of physics. But he walked on something, and that's the spiritual. Many times in the Word of God, uh, there was protection. There was deliverance. And it, it manifested itself in the spiritual realm. But there was times... I mean, you know, those, uh, those people were walking into the middle of the enemy's camp, and those people heard an army. They thought there was much more going on than what was. Well, that manifested itself in the physical. But there's a spiritual element. When we, if we know that the, the angels of Almighty God accompany us, that as we uh, stay in the presence of God, we're actually in His strength, then that is more real than a fortified, you know, building that you could be in. We need it to become more real. The thing is, that will go wherever you go. You know, if you, if you have to be in a physical building to be safe, well, that only goes so far. 
Better have a good delivery service. You, know, you better have some way. Wherever you go, then what? Then your safety's gone? No. If we believe God and believe His Word, then we're safe wherever we are. He's, he is, so we're in His strength. We're hidden in His strength. We're hidden in a fortress. We are walking around with an invisible force field. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17 says... We were going to read that a little bit later, but just, uh, can you put that up? It's a few verses down. It's verse 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Are you a servant of the Lord? Well, this is your heritage. This is your right. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And the Amplified says, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. Well, what does that sound like? That's a fortress. It says, no weapon. No weapon. Well, that's pretty good. You know, there's certain, certain things uh, that are, are made to defend against certain attacks, but they don't work against every attack. Well, this one does. It says, no weapon. No weapon formed against you shall uh, against you will succeed. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. That God has made it available that if we'll stay close to Him, then we're protected. Is that what we're reading or not? We're going to read more scripture. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It means nothing can come against you and succeed. Well, we need to believe that. We need to act on it. We need to believe that God's word is true. He is our protector. Uh, let's go back to, we read Psalm 91.1. Let's look at Psalm 32.7. It said, we... We dwell, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 32, 7 says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. You will, provide, you will protect me. You are my hiding place. You will preserve me from trouble of any kind. God's real. The angels are real. You know, people have seen them. Brother Hagin said he, he, was, he saw a vision of Jesus, and he said he saw a big you know, angel behind him, a, a man. Well, I mean, he just saw it looked like a, I don't know, the guy was like eight foot or, or bigger. And uh, Brother Hagin was talking to Jesus. Every time he would glance at the guy, the, the, he would start opening his mouth, and, um, but then he would look back at Jesus and he would stop. And then eventually he was talking to Jesus and he said, who is that? He said, that's your angel. And he said, he has a message for you. And so anyway, that was, he, he, he gave him a message later, but big and powerful. Yes. Not limited by the uh, limitations of this realm. 
says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps around, all around those who fear him. Doesn't mean fears and run away. Those who honor him, those who reverence him, those who stay close to him. It says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. It's important that we stay close to God. If we stay close to Him, then we are protected. That is why it is so important to be where God told you to be. Not where you would think is the safest place. The safest place for you to be is where God told you to be at any given time. You know, where you're supposed to live, where you're supposed to work, what you're supposed to be functioning in. If you're doing the will of God, then He is protecting you. If, if you if, it's not that His mercy doesn't go everywhere, but if He tells you be over here, and you say, no, I'm going to go over here, well, why is He telling you to go in the one place? If you don't go there, and you say, well, why, and something happens, this happens to people, well, why did that happen? Well, if He, if he told you to go the other way. Why didn't he protect you? He was protecting you. It's not, it's not a, a game where we end up working or end up moving. It's not like, well, I like this place. It's sunny. That's not a good reason to move somewhere. Well, I like this place. It has more Christians in it. Not a good reason to live somewhere. You go where God tells you to go. Protection is there. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around all around those who fear him and delivers them. Verse 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Let's look back at Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Verse 3, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. He is our refuge. He's our fortress. He is where we have protection. And He's everywhere. It's in Him. So we can, as we're walking through our day, wherever we go, we can develop the mentality, God is with me. God is surrounding me. His angels are surrounding me. His angels are protecting me. Where I go, again, it's important to be led. It's, it's, now, don't get legalistic and fearful, but it is also, it's important to be led. It's important to know why you're going somewhere and what you're doing and not being uh, flippant about it. If we, if we, but if we become aware, God, where I go, you are going with me. Therefore, I'm protected. 
I mean, the scriptures we're reading are not ambiguous. They're not wishy-washy. We need to have our eyes on the spiritual. We're not negating completely the natural. But don't focus on just the natural because sometimes you can be in a situation where you're saying, if I'm looking at the natural, unprotected, I'm exposed. In, in the natural, I should be afraid. But when you look in the spiritual, these verses haven't changed. You can know God is there to protect you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper where you are now. This, you know, not some lofty ideal, but really in a situation, you could, you know, you can uh, think about it not just physically, but somebody attacking you or coming at you. Maybe they're not coming at you physically, but they're coming at you trying to attack you business wise or legally or you know, any number of ways to try to get at you in a different way, we need to understand God is our refuge and fortress, and He will cover us. It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and any tongue that rises against you, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. That means stuff comes at you, but you refute it. You have the, the, the Almighty helping you. Psalm 91, verse 5. Let's go to the next verse. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that, stop, that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Verse 7, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Is that true or not? A thousand may fall at your side. Now, think about it. Don't just get religious. Think about what that actually means. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. It won't come near you. It won't do anything to you. Does that sound like no weapon formed against you? What if the weapon takes out a thousand people? Or a thousand people get taken out from something else? Or ten thousand? Is God real or not? Yes. Is His protection real or not? Is He actually strength or is that something that we believe until it looks bad? You know, something's coming at you, whatever, from whatever direction. And then we're like, well, how naturally will I get out of this? You're looking for an escape. You're looking for a defense. Well, I'm not saying we'd you know, be foolish. We, there, there's natural things we can do. But ultimately... Uh, we need to trust in God. Do what you do naturally, yes. I mean, God didn't say don't protect yourself. God didn't say, you know, don't, don't take precautions. But also, you can't trust in your abilities because there are certain things you can't protect yourself from, you physically. And if you're looking at just the natural 
in trying to make it sure so that nobody can take you in a certain direction, well, what about if the angles twist a little bit and they come from this direction? See, you, 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 you'd have to have everything covered all the time. And what if you're away from something that you think protects you? Now, now what, you're exposed? See, what we're talking about here, God goes with us wherever we go. We have to have this mentality. That, that means even if, you know, you didn't plan on something, this happened, this happened, you, you feel exposed, but oh wait, you're not completely exposed because you have God. That's true security. We're talking about being secure and safe in Him. Well, if we're in Him, then that means we're safe all the time. You know, if somebody somebody's or group of people are just freaking out that you know and just well they're getting all depressed or excited about certain things well what do we believe what does the word say what do we need to do we're talking about all the time verse 8 psalm 91 verse 8 says only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's pretty good. That's more than pretty good. We're talking about a supernatural being that goes with you wherever you go in all your ways, 24-7, no geographic limitations. You don't have to get them past security. They go with you. You don't have to identify them because they just go with you. Nobody can see them anyway but they can stop things. They can thwart things. They can affect the natural. God is not taken off guard by anything. So wherever you are, whatever's going on, you don't have to be scared. You know, if you're on a plane, not going down today. What's the worst thing? If it did go down, you're just going to see Jesus what, I mean, what's the, that's, you're going to see Jesus sooner maybe you thought. But if you're on the plane, you should have that attitude. This isn't going down today. Some people, you know, no matter what happens, we're not going down now because I'm on it. If the angel just has to, you know, fly under it and hold it up, it's, it's going to be okay. We say, how can you be that confident? Which scripture is ambiguous that we've read so far? We need to be confident in the Lord. Sure, we can, like I said, there's, there's natural things we can do, but we can't trust in these things. We can't trust in our abilities. When we say that, it doesn't mean you just flush everything you know down the toilet. No, there's a difference between doing what you know to do and putting complete confidence. And how you can tell that you're putting too much confidence in something is that you get afraid or anxious when it looks a certain way if it doesn't look like what you have going is going to be enough. 
you know, what's the line? Some people get really, I mean, you know, for years and years. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about, remember the year 2000 when, you know, we were going toward the end of the uh, century? You remember the whole rollover with the year 2000, the year 2000 bug and everything? Didn't happen. But people were getting really anxious. Is everything going to shut down? I mean, I know something about computers and I know how microchips work and I understood some of the stuff they're saying and if stuff's embedded and it's not connected to anything and it you know, I understood that but you know none of the state none of the stuff happened they were hiring programmers of languages that were pretty outdated they were getting paid a lot of money to flip systems over didn't happen but people you know for decades they're building bunkers they're 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 getting supplies they're stashing all goods, they're, they're arming themselves very heavily. Well, okay, at one point, does that not work? Because at some point, you can't hold off everybody. I mean, there's a limit. Now, I'm, I'm saying we shouldn't take precautions uh, to protect ourselves and to do, you know, whatever is in our situation, but we can't trust solely in the natural this is far beyond that we our trust needs to be in god he can lead us and guide us in the natural he can help those things to be the most effective they could possibly be but we trust in him he said for he shall give your angel he will he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone lest you even hit your your foot and hurt that it says, they, God will give them charge over you. They'll take care of you. Well, obviously, they can affect the natural. I mean, if they're just like, you know, spirit and just try to touch you or try to help you, but just go right through you, well, they can't do what, they just, what it just said here. If you look at verse 12, in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Well, how could they do that if they can't? Of course they can affect the natural. They can stop things from happening. I tell you what, there are so many times something will happen really close, and I'll look at Shelly and go, there's an angel there. I mean, almost got in a wreck or something. Almost hit something. So many times. Well, all they have to do is just slow something up a little bit, move this, move that, make sure... You don't have to figure everything out. You just have to look to the Lord. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1 says, Finally, brethren, pray for us for the word of the Lord, that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. Uh, verse 2, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. Verse 3, But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you, from the evil one. He's faithful. God knows how to protect us in every way. Doesn't matter if it's disease. People can get so scared over disease. You don't take it lightly, but on the other hand, it should not paralyze people either. We ought to to believe God and, and, and walk through this, this world with confidence. It says, the Lord is faithful, but who will establish you and guard you from the evil one? He'll guard you. 
He'll protect you. He'll help you. You don't have to figure out all the security plan. He's there. Isn't that nice to know that you can trust him? And the thing, you know, he's got your back and your side. And whatever part you need protected, he already knows and he already uh, can help you even when you haven't thought about stuff. Psalm uh, 91, 13, go to the next verse. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Can you just see God? God is almighty. You have people that look and say, there's no God. There's no God. Just read a quote from a very famous uh, you know, person um, that was well-educated and was saying basically, you know, he's an atheist. This is a while ago. Completely atheist, and he said, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident there's no God, and I don't want to waste my time to, to look into it anymore. But God is saying here, those that set your love upon him. I don't think we even understand what that really comes down to. When we realize, when we more fully understand who he is, when he's saying they're setting their love upon me, it's saying they're, they're looking past the stuff they can see and they're looking to me. He said, I'm going to deliver them. I'll take care of them. God is so big, so strong. They're, they're, I mean, his little pinky, he, he, he can, there's nothing that can stand against his pinky. I mean, he's so big. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be, this is the Lord speaking, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. If all you had is those last, that last verse, you could stand. With long life, I will satisfy him. Well, then this thing isn't going to cut you off. And this other thing isn't going to cut you off. And this person isn't going to take you out. And this disease won't take you. Because if you're going to be satisfied with long life, then you're going to, by definition, have to go buy a lot of stuff. That means there's no point in being scared. If you just had this verse and pasted it, this verse, on your, on your mirror in your bathroom, you could stand against a whole lot of stuff. God is big. He knows me, and he said he'd satisfy me. I'm not satisfied, so I'm staying. What about this? I don't care about that. Maybe a pressure, but I'm staying because he's going to satisfy me. Not to mention all the other verses we've read. You go back up to verse 15. He said, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will. Who? God will answer and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Deliver. Can he do it? Yes, he can. What, what, you know, what are the parameters? There are no parameters. He can deliver you. No weapon formed against you says, I will honor him. What does that mean? Because you look to him, he'll honor you. 
He'll honor you. He'll take care of you. And then it says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. We can be, we can look to him. We can be calm when other people aren't calm. We can be at peace. We can be confident because of the Lord and who we know in Him and what we know about His Word. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. What does that mean? Unless the Lord, see, He is the one we trust in. It's not what we see. It says, unless he guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. What does that mean? doesn't matter how much defense you have. The Lord's the one we're trusting. And that's the way we have to be with our, our family, with ourselves, with, with everything, our business, with, with our relationships, with our finances. We have to say, look, I'm trusting you. If you don't come through, I, 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 I can't do it. Unless the Lord builds the house. See, you can, he's not negating all the natural stuff, but he's saying, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you got going if the Lord doesn't come through. See, that's honoring him. That takes the pressure off of us to figure out every possible contingency because you can't do it. You cannot do it. Who saw this year coming? Just this year. I mean, it doesn't matter. People say, well, I got this, this, and this, and something comes out of left field. Well, if if we trust him, we can be okay. But to say, well, I I have this and this, and we're heavily armed here, and I got this financial, and uh, my health is here. (laughs) Those are all, it can all be pride. It's looking at the wrong thing. It says, verse 2, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. What's that saying? It's vain for you to try to figure everything out. It's vain for you to try to work so hard all the time, trying to keep everything going. Did he say you shouldn't work? No. He said, but you don't overdo it to where you are, you're, you're stressing about stuff. You're trying to do it. God can do it. You're worrying about the thing that could happen instead of just trusting Him. And you're losing sleep over it. Well, He said, don't do that. It's it's in vain. What does that mean? It's a complete waste of time. It does nothing. You ever been up at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're supposed to be asleep? And the more you look at the clock, the worse it gets because you're supposed to be asleep. And how are you going to feel in the morning? That doesn't help you go to sleep. What are we going to do about such and stuff? Well, going without sleep is not going to help the situation. It's just going to make it worse. No, we look to him and say, look, Lord, you're my protector. Lord, I cast it onto you. Proverbs 3.24 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. It said, Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep you, keep your foot from being caught. 
These are good scriptures right here for sleep, for rest, for trusting Him. How, how, do you, how are you able to do some of this? All the other things we've read, when we're looking at who is with us, that He's with us wherever we go. That includes when you're lying down. You don't have to be afraid of anything happening while you're asleep. Just go to, go to sleep and rest. Psalm 3, 5, and 6 says, I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of tens, uh, ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. So I, I lay down and I what? I slept. Psalm 4, 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. That is a blessing. Is it? It's a blessing just to go and be at peace in our mind and go to sleep. That's a, that's a blessing. It says, For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. For you alone, make me dwell in, in safety. You, it's so easy, and the, the enemy will accommodate you trying to get you to go over scenario after scenario after, after scenario. What about that? What about that? And doing no good. Losing sleep, worrying, fretting, not helping anything. God is a big God. God said He would keep us in safety. He said He would help us. He said He would deliver us. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Well, part of that is just meditating on Him. Meditating on what he ha who He is, what He's done, His strength, his ability, his power, and who he is to us. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, no matter what the situation is, in any given time, the Lord is with us. The Lord is our protector. The Lord is able to deliver. We trust in him. Amen. We trust in Him.